0: Podcasting from the business capital of the world. This is the Podcast Business News Network. A lot of times in life, we kind of gravitate to complaining, looking for sympathy, basically playing the victim. Sometimes we know we're doing it. Sometimes we have no idea that we're doing it. It completely doesn't support you. Some of us are just built on that foundation because we love the feedback from others by being the victim. We're going to get you out of the victim mode. You might not even know you're in it, and she's somebody that helps people all the time as a life coach, hypnotherapist. She does amazing retreats in Sedona, Arizona. I do believe you can even do a retreat virtually. We've talked about that before. Yes. Yeah. Rhea Maceres is back with us. Welcome. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful, Steve. How are you
0: doing? I'm good. And this whole thing, the the victim thing. I'm not going to go out on a limb here. I think it's 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 legit that we've all done it at some point. We've all we've all been through stuff, and sometimes we look at it as, look what just happened to me. I, I I just can't believe it. You know, you tell your friends, your family, yourself. You you're playing the victim. Why do we gravitate toward being the victim?
1: Great question. So I I truly have learned by working with many, many clients by now, work doing this work for over 20 years, that oftentimes it's simply the, quote, dynamic that was given to us as children. Because, I mean, even just looking at it from the perspective of our parents and grandparents have, have emotional challenges, everyone has challenges and wounds and issues and such. We're in a time now where we're talking more openly about them, which is wonderful. So given the nature of our parents, I, I want to believe that they did their best. However, they had their challenges. And so we we create our world trying to survive. And oftentimes when things, quote, happen to us, we tend to move into or become the victim in situations. I mean, right now, sexual abuse is is talked about a lot, that puts a person feeling like they're a victim, any type of abuse. And when anything's happen to us, it automatically puts us in or can put us into that victim mentality. And so a way to consider if you are, quote, playing a victim is to, anytime we're allowing a person or a situation to affect us, and frustrate us, and um, maybe even feel angry, we are playing the victim because we're allowing something outside of us to affect us. And of course, things happen. And of course, we have the emotions. However, if you're lingering with that idea, if you're holding on to it, making it a thing and carrying around resentment, then you're literally energetically being in a victim mentality. And then guess what? you're going to have perpetrators that match that victim mentality. So that keeps you as a victim. Hmm. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I want to go back to what you said about, it goes back to our childhood where many things do. We've talked about that before. Why yes. are we you know, negative? We're, we're wired to be negative. And that kind of goes back to our childhood when you, you know, yes. your two in your hand gets a little slap from you know, touching the salt shaker, little things like that. The victim thing. How does that go back to childhood or typically?
1: Well, I can speak from my personal experience and many clients I've talked to as well. When something happens to us that where um, maybe we were bullied or maybe there was some sexual abuse or there was uh, a great aunt that didn't like us and told us we weren't good enough or unworthy. Sure. We literally become the victim because we are learning about who we are based upon our environment. So if our environment is toxic, we tend to start believing that we are also toxic. Not that we consciously think that, but we carry around this idea of not worthy, not good enough, which that's a big part of the work that I do. And I'm so happy to be able to do that is allowing people to see that's not the truth and shifting those negative Mm. thoughts and ideas too positive. That's where we can feel more empowered, and that's where we can do more manifesting, rather than listening to the old and the negative.
0: Based on what you just said, to me, that sounds like we're all wired to be victims because all of that stuff has, I gotta believe, happened to all of us in our childhood. So, like what I said before, how we're wired to be negative, and it's not intentional; it's just it happens. Same thing with the victim mentality, because many of us got bullied. Many of us were told something wasn't good enough. Again, could have been you, made, you, you painted something and your parents your mom, dad said, oh, the grass could be better, Bing, planted yeah. the seed. And now, but I guess my point or question here is, even as a kid, how do you internalize it as being a victim? and not just uh, constructive criticism or suggestion? Why is it internalized as uh, as being a victim?
1: That's a great question. So how I would imagine it is that when somebody, again, again, remember we're young and we're looking at our world to learn about who we are and who we are becoming. And so we, we are we, I believe we are wired to trust what other people say to us, especially like parents and people that are significant authority. And so when they say something, we believe that that that's the truth. And they might have just been having a bad day and said, you know, your painting sucks <laughs> <laughs> to go back to your your metaphor. And, and and they may not, not even remember it, but we take that to heart because we're literally, you know, we're we're like sponges when we're children. We're taking it all in, figuring out who we are, what we are, based upon what they're saying. So we're giving their words and the world around us so much power. And so now part of the work is realizing we don't have to allow that world around us to have that power any longer. Mm. Right?
0: Yeah. Interesting. And then when later in life it shows up differently when something happens to you, you love to be itch about things. I don't mean you, I mean, all of us love to, sure. can you believe what happened? Can you believe what they did? It's, it's natural, but it's really, it's really not supporting us, is it?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and of course, uh, you know, there are times when we need to just get that toxicity out of our body by talking about it and getting it out. However, if we're, that if we're hanging onto it and not letting it go, that's when we make it into a thing. And it's like we're carrying around this heaviness, this weight that literally can affect what we create and what we bring into our life. And, and even mentioning complaining, um, it, it's a very interesting one because, I yes, absolutely many people do complain. And I've even gotten to the point where I've noticed when I'm making an intention not to complain, I've noticed that. That is can be how people connect is through. Oh, I have this story, but I have a better story that's even more difficult and more challenging. And so, if in fact you are in a situation where someone is complaining, oftentimes there's a request or a need underneath it. So, you can even look at it from that hmm. perspective. Make sense?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the request or need? Understanding somebody listening. Somebody yeah. may be helping you with the situation, just being the, the springboard because you just said, you yes. know, we need to vent. We need to get it out.
1: And sometimes that's how people learn how to get attention is by complaining. Let's talk about Susie down the road. Oh, I but I heard Susie did this and she did that. And then we're just literally spewing out toxicity, which... It's not a happy place. (laughs)
0: Hmm. How do we get out of the mode?
1: That's such a great question. So that's part of the work that I do with people is, first of all, I believe wholeheartedly that meditating is so, so, so important. Like we were talking earlier, meditation is it's not this woo woo thing that they do in India on the slopes. Mm -hmm. It is literally just means to become familiar with yourself. It's that simple. So taking time each and every day and choosing to go to those positive thoughts and feelings of gratitude, appreciation, acceptance, then you're literally choosing to be feeling better about who you are. So when you're feeling better, you don't need that negative toxicity. You don't, you're not hanging out with the resentments. Oh, so then you're okay. not speaking and complaining from that place. Does that make sense? We always
0: talk about a higher vibration because we're all energy. Energy vibrates. The higher, the better. So I just got this yes. view, and and you even did you know talk about the, you know, on the mountains of India, wherever meditating. But <laughs> but it's but it's impactful when you think of it this way. If you elevate your mental state through meditation, i.e. getting to know yourself better, yes, you're you're at the top of the mountain.
1: Yes. So when you're yes. looking
0: down and somebody does you wrong or there's something that you could easily grasp onto as being a victim, you know, you're like, Yeah, look at that. All right. I'm you're literally
1: here. above it.
0: I'm up here. This is better. You're good.
1: literally above it. You're the, yeah, you're 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 coming from a higher perspective, a wiser perspective where I'm not going to take it personally. They, You know, they're just having a bad hair day. You can even think of it that way. There, because when someone is feeling off and miserable inside, that is going to come out some way, some form or fashion. And so mm-hmm. if there's an, another person in the room, they're a victim, that victim is going to take it as, oh, my gosh, I did something wrong. Or I must really not be good enough. Rather than if you're up on the mountain, it, could, it flows right underneath you. Don't yeah. even take it personally.
0: It's almost as if it's you've, had, you know, you've got a force field below you, like pushing. it all down. <laughs> Exactly. I like down that. Enough. And being a victim can only happen because of someone else. Granted, it can be a situation usually. And I'm trying to think of different situations. Let's say a car accident or whatever.
1: Somebody I was else, just thinking that. Yes. Somebody yes. else was
0: involved, you know, whether it was your fault or not, I guess if it was your fault, well, you, if you're a complainer, you could, you could become the victim. I can't believe it. I was making a turn. Meanwhile, you were making a turn across traffic, you know. <laughs> right? Uh, Got to be mindful of that, but usually you're a victim at the hands of others. I'm trying to think of a situation where somebody would claim to be a victim and complain about a situation. It's usually, okay, let me take that back. If it's a medical situation, let's say you get diagnosed with a disease. Okay? You could play victim, completely understandable. Um Maybe that's not at the hands of somebody else. Um, But then a lot of, if you listen to lots of doctors, it's usually your fault. Many times, your lifestyle, all of those things put you there. Just saying, you know, that's that's what I'm learning. (laughs) You know, as more and more I I study this stuff. um, But you have two choices, whether to accept it and rise above it, whatever it is, or be the victim. And being the victim is just like having a weight around your shoulder, just pulling you down. Like it's just, it's an unhappy place to be, right?
1: Yes. Yes. There's, and it, you reminded me of this wonderful little book it's called, and I literally mean it's little, <laughs> it's called the four agreements. And there's simply don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions, tell your truth and do your best. So even in that situation of the accident, if someone's already feeling like they're not good enough or unworthy, and then they, there's an accident, it's going to be it's going to only add to that belief or that idea they're not good enough and they're not worthy. Rather than yeah. being up on the pedestal, the cloud, the mountain, and saying, "I'm not going to take this personally. I'm not going to make any assumptions about a, who I am or what I am." And I'm going to just learn from this opportunity of what maybe I'm supposed to stop and meet this person or, and putting it into a whole different reference of how we look at it.
0: Hmm. Give us uh, those four again, the four agreements.
1: Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions, tell your truth and do your best. And I love do your best because oftentimes I work with many clients who coming from that victim mentality, they feel they have to be perfect at everything they do so one little slip and then they're already back in that oh I'm not good enough not worthy because no I don't I don't I mean we can do things that uh, appear to be perfect in the moment or a perfect painting and such but I believe overall where no one is perfect we have all have wounds and challenges so doing our best because if we're tired or hungry our best is different right we're feeling a little off our best can be different. That's why I love that rather than trying to be perfect. Oh. It's exhausting.
0: Oh my gosh. I let that go a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I really, I really did. I'm a Virgo. We're wired to be that. And I tell everybody hey, i
1: Happy birthday. When's your birthday? Oh
0: thank you. Uh the second a couple of weeks ago. Ah yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I say I'm a reformed Virgo because I figured it out that you know, you can't be perfect. Um before I'm writing these down before do your best, which one, what was that of the agreements?
1: Tell your truth. Truth. Thank you. Yeah. And it's called the four agreements by Don Miguel is his name. If you're interested in getting the book, he's a, I, I believe he's a Mexican or from Mexico anyway. Um, yeah. It's hmm. a good one. Simple, but powerful.
0: You know, I'm, I'm operating, uh, from a quote from Bob Marley lately that really resonated. So I, can I share it with you?
1: Absolutely.
0: So you gave me the four agreements. I got that down. Committed to memory. Um he said love all, trust few, do wrong to none. And love all, all trust, trust few, few, do wrong to none. And the the one Ooh. that kind of bothers me, I don't mean bothers me, but made me hmm trust few. I yeah, if you if you if you told me that, you know, uh, 5 years ago or so, I might look at that and say, really? And now when I look at it, it's like, hmm, you can't trust everybody. You have to, you know, love everybody, but it doesn't mean you trust them. <laughs>
1: so let's even look at the word trust, Steve, because this sure. is such a good one. I Let's look at trust in a new way if you if you're willing to. Sure. So imagine instead of needing to trust people, and I'm saying it in that perspective based upon where I want to go with this. How about spending time becoming familiar with yourself and learning to trust yourself, feeling good inside, connecting with those higher vibrational feelings so you're feeling good in here so you can trust whatever happens out here. You can trust if Susie doesn't like you or if you get in an accident because you're literally building a foundation of trust within So you can handle what other people do or say and not take them personally and not make assumptions.
0: Hmm.
1: Is that kind of cool?
0: Yeah, it it does. And again, it's, it's, you're on the higher plane. You're at the top of the mountain and you're looking down. And if somebody does something that you trusted them and maybe it wasn't the right thing, um, it doesn't impact you the same way. Exactly.
1: And that is freedom, right? Hmm. That, to me, is inner peace, which ultimately is what we want.
0: Yeah, And I'm a firm believer in just do the right thing. Just, just do the right thing. Now, that's subjectionable. Could be the sure. right thing for sure. you. But I, I mean, in general, just do the right thing for you and others. Do the blend there. Not like, well, I'm going to take all the money because for me, that's the right thing. No, that's not what I'm talking about. It's, sure. it's for, for the the greater good of all. And I guess... Bringing in,
1: in your moral compass. Yeah.
0: Exactly. You and are. that's, you know, basically in the Bob Marley quote, he's saying, just do the right thing, you know? So interesting. They had never thought of the, the trust thing in that way.
1: Well, that's interesting about... And when you said trust view, I as well had a bodily reaction to it because I thought, ooh, I wonder if that would even be... From a victim mentality, trust view. I mean, I understand, mm. it, especially right now with the world and the separation, there's a lot going on. However, um, yeah, that that's an interesting uh, quote, and I'd be curious what he meant by it.
0: Agreed. You know? I might uh, look that up and Google it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I get, wh- I see where you're coming from. Because one would like to believe, yeah, we try trust trust everyone, or or try to trust everyone. Um, it does it does have a, a, a twinge of victim. I get where you're coming from there. Um, <laughs> it makes you think, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> it does it does yeah. exactly. And I would like to add a personal experience that I had with um, with being a victim. I a lot of toxicity in my childhood. I don't need to go into details. But I literally was believing that I was a victim up until maybe, I'll say, 12 years ago, roughly. And and I had no idea. Uh, it was, but my life kept showing me situations where I was being hurt or somebody was in my mind because I'm already thinking I'm a victim. I'm thinking somebody's doing something to me. So I have to defend and it it, it created challenges for me, as you can imagine. So I finally, one day I had a picture of myself, uh, uh, my like four-year-old self in my bathroom. And I looked at her and I saw her through new eyes. I saw her for all that she was, her creativity, her wisdom. And, and I, and I remember thinking, she looking at that picture saying, she's not a victim. She's so much more than that. So in that moment I made an agreement. I was going to only speak, do my best, my best to speak to her with kindness and love because she is not a victim. Therefore I was able to shift my own thinking of myself that I'm not a victim. I'm, I'm I'm doing my best to get out of that way of thinking because it had become a habit by then. Hmm. That to me is freedom. And that's where becoming familiar with myself again, emphasizing how important meditation is that I was kind of in a meditative state because I was getting ready to go to bed. I was so tired. And I, and I literally started crying when I looked at her and I said, Oh my gosh, I will do my best. Isn't be it
0: amazing? Like I'm not, I need to, I can't wait to meditate more. Thank you. Please do,
1: please uh, yeah. do. And 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 just and really remember that those those negative thoughts might try to come in, but just shift them and shift them because that part of you wants you to keep listening and believing it. That's the challenge. When you can find start feeling that really beautiful space within, it is so worth it, truly.
0: I, I woke up this morning about a half hour early, I wanted to sleep a little bit later because I went to bed later. Um, and my mind was mm-hmm. And she doesn't <laughs> yeah. usually do that. But then I yeah. I started thinking and eventually I fell back to sleep, which is okay if you meditate. It means you, you got deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I had I basically gave myself a lot of answers to things that I was thinking of, or a couple of, you know, relationship situations or whatever. Um, essentially just reinforced it in terms of a meditative state we. I believe we all have the answer. We we know the answer. It's inside you. It is. Sometimes Absolutely. you can't get it out because all this other stuff, these beliefs and all those things are in your way. But when you're meditating, it's like you stripped it all away and you, you went right to the source, right inside. And, and yeah, they came clear. It's like, I don't want to listen to it, but I, that's the answer. <laughs> it's the real answer.
1: Yeah, and, and think of it as a practice because it's like building a muscle. The more you do it, the more you know how valuable it is. Like I know I have that resource at any time during the day, given I have space to do it. I can go within and find ideally inner peace, find gratitude because that's always it's such a comfort and such a beautiful piece to add to my journey.
0: Mm. You know, it's interesting you you, you put it that way, Ria, because it's more of a, um, you have a safety net. It's you.
1: Yes. So in yes. Those,
0: those tough situations, if you can get to that point where it's, all right, it's time to meditate. I need to, and it's all you're doing is just getting within, getting to know, like you said, getting to know yourself better. Um, and thank you for saying that. I never knew that, you know, but, but that, that, that makes meditation clear for me. There it is. Yeah. That that's that sentence. There it is.
1: Same thing when I heard it, because otherwise it sounds too woo-woo yeah, yeah. or difficult or
0: and you don't really know what to do. We're not you know yes. schooled on yeah. how to meditate and everybody does it differently, but if you give it that label, it it's self-explanatory as to what's actually going on when you are meditating. I'm checking it with myself. I'll be back later. <laughs> it's kind of what it is. When you And the
1: to. cool thing about it is there's so many different ways to meditate. I mean, often people think that you're supposed to go in and just not think about anything. Well, that's not even possible. Our minds are constantly thinking, that's what they do. So it's not about trying to strip everything away. It's just get in touch with your feelings and just start listening. just use different your sensories. And again, you can even Google all the different ways to meditate. I mean Whatever that's part works of what I, that's what I would part of what I do with my clients, I teach them different ways to meditate. And then they have options like each day is different for me. What is my mood? Just like each day is different. What do I eat? What do I want to wear? Same thing with meditating. And, and again, it's like building a muscle. The more you do it, the more natural it feels. I know we're running out of time.
0: <laughs> whatever, whatever works for you. Even three words, take a walk. That that's meditation. Yeah, if that works, exactly. You
1: can... exercise and, is great to shift.
0: And yes. I, I met a guy who, um, final thought here is a, uh, uh Call him a prof- professional meditator. I mean, he's he's nailed it. But he spent years with monks and mountains and all of that. And I asked him how long does it monks take? And
1: mountains? <laughs> <laughs> he
0: did. I said, "How long does it take you to get into that state?" He goes, three seconds." I'm like, "Come on, sometimes five And and I'm like, "You really there? You're in a meditative state. You blocked it all out, and you're right. You you've tapped into yourself." He goes, "Yeah." No problem.
1: That's why exactly why I like to do it first thing in the morning, because you're still oh. kind of waking up Yeah, I agree. and you're really close to that, that place. I so I literally, for I generally do it in the bed in the morning. My cats come and join me. We have like a little routine. It's kind of cute. So they come in and I'm okay. I'm here for a while. So then it really enforces that I stay with my meditation and, and go in and, and that, it can happen that quickly. It really can.
0: And, and I said before, that's when I do it, uh, not with my two cats. They are just, jo- I love them. They're about a year old. Uh, they're mushy and lovable, but in my room, they're bouncing all over the place.
1: <laughs> Yours need- are a little younger than mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need to relax a little bit. Um, but they are sweet, you know, I, for another time. In the you evening. got
1: the maybe. energy phase with your cats, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So Rhea, if we want to learn how to not be the victim, maybe even how to meditate better or just move life forward in a very positive way. How do we connect with you?
1: Yes. Um, you can text me at nine two eight two zero four zero eight seven eight, or visit my website, imaginegetaways.com. And I, let's talk and see if we're a good fit.
0: Yeah. And it's a relationship. So, you know, start the relationship, see where it goes. And maybe next time we get together... I, maybe we skimmed the surface once, but maybe you could show us different ways to meditate. Perfect. Yeah, love to. I would love that. Yeah, All right.
1: That's a great idea.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay.
1: Good to see you again, Steve.
0: You too. We'll be right back. Take
1: care. Bye-bye.
0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States including yours, but they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.